You know, when, when you got saved, you got saved because you were drawn by the Holy Spirit of God. God came to where you were. You didn't come to where God was. God saw you. He knew you before you were born. He, he, he obviously knows throughout life. When he knows when you're going to die, obviously in heaven forever. There are people who are going to die and go to hell. And we believe with all our heart that God gives them an opportunity because the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is when a person rejects that pulling, that drawing, that they're a sinner needing a Savior. And we don't know how many times the Holy Spirit actually draws a person, how many times the Lord gives an opportunity for a person to accept Christ. Uh, how many in here you're glad you're saved, though? Are you glad you're saved? You know, don't lose the wonder or the awe that God chose you. And I don't, believe, I, I don't believe in any way this idea of predestination or Calvinism that all the ones are going to heaven, all the twos are going to hell, or that God chose a few that he liked and all those that he didn't like he cast into hell. I don't believe that for a minute. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't have verses like 2 Peter 3, 9. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Or when you get to the end of book of Revelation, whosoever will. I mean, God's given an opportunity for people to be saved. But think about this for a second here. When you got saved, God intended for you to have that fullness of joy. That's why in Galatians number 5, he talks about uh, as far as the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. The fruit, in other words, the Spirit of God having control of our life is what causes us to love people, to have joy in our life, to have self-control and temperance and patience. And we understand that. But can I just tell you that a lot of times I think Christians in their Christian life, they get out of balance. Now think for just a moment here. In the Christian life, there are several things to your life. For instance, there are things that are physical. All right, now we don't like to talk about the physical. That would be the work that we do. That would be the exercise that we get or, or don't get. But anyway, the, at what we're supposed to get. As far as taking care of this physical body, there's the spiritual you came to church tonight. The reason you came to church tonight is because it's a spiritual activity. We opened up the word of God. The spirit of God speaks to us. We sing unto God. It's something that is spiritual. You had your devotions this morning. That is something that is spiritual. If you're a student this, this evening, if you're a college student or an elementary or high school, junior high, you, you have an educational balance. In other words, I have to go to school in the morning and I'm going to be at school from 8.30 to 3 o'clock and during that time I'm going to study math and science and English. If you're in college, you're doing maybe some upper courses that you're taking. Maybe you're out of college. By the way, all of us should have an educational balance because the Bible says to study. Study the Bible. Study the books. Study to be quiet. God wants us to make sure that we continue to educate ourselves. There's a social balance. That social uh, balance is what we do with other people. Sometimes it's an activity. Uh, sometimes it's a party. <laughs> sometimes it's just spending time with others. Whether it's game, there's a social. By the way, <coughs> fellowship's important, by the way. Social balance. So uh, many of you, if you're not in school, uh, you have a occupational balance. You have to go to work. All right? You spend X amount of time at work and because they expect you to show up and uh, show up on time and not leave before time and not steal from the company. I mean, these are things Christians do, by the way. And uh, so they have an occupation. Now, here's, again, I told you it wouldn't be a long thought uh, tonight. Uh, Brother Jake came up and said that him and Michael had already decided that when I make statements like that, it's going to be a long service, all right? And I, I'm going to fool them tonight, all righty? I think we're going to fool them tonight. Now, I want to talk to you, it doesn't matter what your age is tonight, 
This is a very unusual message because normally I preach textually. But I want to just talk to you for a little bit about, and the Christian life is keeping that balance. There's some of you husbands in here, you have a hard time keeping the balance because you're trying to be a good husband to your wife. You're trying to be a good father to your children. You're trying to be a good employee to the, to the, to the work. You're trying to make sure that you take care of yourself physically. And what happens is, is that we get things out of balance in our Christian life. Now, church family, can I just tell you, Matthew chapter 5, I would agree, the word complete is talking about uh, what Jesus was referring to is, is being a complete Christian. Now, I want to use that thought tonight of being a complete Christian along with being a balanced Christian. Listen to me. You are not going to be a complete Christian if you are heavy in one or two areas of your life. In other words, there needs to be a balance in your life to where that you can do several things well. Why do we send our kids to school? Why do we try to get them to, to further their education in different ways? It's because we want them to have a balanced life. All right? In other words, we want them to learn things that they can use later on in their life. Now, tonight, the balance in the Christian life. I want to give you, I want to give you three thoughts tonight on how do I stay balanced? How, how do I make sure I show up for church, for Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, still get up in the morning and spend 40 to 50 hours a week at a job, and then still have my own personal walk with God and devotional time and still have a time to go out and tell somebody about Jesus Christ as far as my soul winning time? And how do I still have that family night in order to be able to spend time with my children? And how do I have that date night in order to be able to spend time with my wife? And how do I get all those <coughs> other things that I'm supposed to get done around the house to be able to maintain just what God's given us? Are you all with me tonight? Amen. The Christian life is, is a busy life. By the way, I'm glad it's a busy life. There were a few preachers at the Pastors Fellowship, and uh, uh, in, our, in this uh, realm of, of preachers today, uh, this younger generation that's coming on, they look at the ministry as a job, they don't look at it as a ministry, all right? Now, this is Scott Hanks speaking as far as my perception of it all, that this group that's growing up, that were millennials, they've, they've got this job mentality when it comes to pastoring or when it comes to being a missionary. And I'm just telling you, this is not a job. It's a ministry. Amen. It's something that God calls a person into. They, they think that they, are, they have nine to five jobs. We've got guys that are coming out of college that when they get to a church, they tell their congregation, do not call me on Mondays because Monday's my day off. Okay? Now, I, I want to say this very, very kindly. He's an idiot. Okay? Did I say that kind enough? Yeah, all right, let me do a little kinder. That's stupid. All righty. All right, let me use the Bible word. That's brutish. That's dumb. If you're in the ministry, you do not have a nine-to-five job. I don't have a day off. I can take time off, but I don't have a day off. And that, that, but the mentality has changed on that. But can I just tell you that if God calls somebody in the ministry, he can allow him to be a family man. He can allow him to be a pastor. He can allow him to be a soul winner. He can allow him to be a preacher. God can balance a person's life out, all right? Now, I want to tell you something. I struggle sometimes with this idea of balance. That's what I want to talk to you about tonight as far as giving these three thoughts. But as a Christian and as a young person, you need to be balanced in your Christian life. Listen to me. There's some of you in here, uh, young people, that school is your... Is, is, is almost takes you out of balance because you go to school from 8.30 to 3, and when you get done at 3 o'clock, you think, okay, I've worked hard today. So now, now it's my, the rest of my day, I got the day off. You're out of balance. Do, do you understand that as a, as a human being, you need several things in your life to cause you to be balanced, and God knows what those things are because God's the one that put them there. 
So if you're a young person, you should get up in the morning, you should have your devotions. If you're a young person, you go to school during the daytime, whether homeschool or Christian school, but you're going to go to school. You're going to get educated. After you get done with school, <coughs> you're at, after 3 o'clock, you're going to maybe make sure you get your homework done. All right? If you've got homework, you get that taken care of. You're going to help around the house. Maybe your dad's going to say, I want you to mow the, mow the lawn. Or, or, or maybe your mom's going to say, I need you to help around in the kitchen. But you, it's not just a matter of, okay, I, I get, I've got this done and I'm done. No, balance means I have several things in my life but I can balance them all. Quickly, let me go through these three things on how to be balanced in the Christian life. Number one, keep spiritual things the number one priority. Now, I want you to turn a couple passages with me on this, this one here. Turn over to 1 Timothy chapter number 4. Look at verse number 7. 1 Timothy chapter number 4. Keep spiritual things the number one priority. 1 Timothy chapter number 4. You've read this verse before, but verse 7 says, But refuse profane and old wise fables. And exercise thyself rather unto godliness. Verse number 8, for bodily exercise profiteth. Hey, how many's glad that's in the Bible? For bodily exercise profiteth little. How many's glad that's in there? Amen. That means we don't need to exercise. It's just little. Come on. Okay, that's not what it means, is it? All right. So what he means is, for bodily exercise profiteth little, it means that bodily exercise profiteth for a little time. In other words, uh, the older we get, <coughs> we find out that all that bodily exercise I did didn't last very long. All right? It's, it profited little. But look what he says next. He says this, but godliness is profitable unto what? <coughs> all things. All things. Why? Because having the promise of the life that now is, in other words, the one I'm living, and of that which is to come. In other words, the life that I'm not living yet. So we understand that according to the scriptures, God says, hey, listen, there's one thing that's a priority in your life. That's read your Bible. Let's pray. Let's go to church. Let's tell people about Jesus Christ. Anything that's of a spiritual nature should be the number one priority. Hey, listen, I know there's people that say, well, I can't, I can't work a bus route on Saturday. I can't go soul winning on Thursday. Um, I can't come out for a work party. Okay, now wait a second here. The problem is that you, and listen to me, listen to me all the way through. Don't, don't just draw conclusions. I'm not condemning anybody for not coming to anything. We don't keep roll. At soul winning, work parties, nothing, okay? I've always been of the opinion, who shows up, praise the Lord. Whoever doesn't show up, God knows what he's doing. We don't do that kind of stuff, never have, and Lord permitting, never will. But can I just tell you that sometimes the person gets out of balance is because you're so full of trying to get your, your uh, secular work done that you haven't made time for spiritual things. But in the Christian life, can I just tell you, your number one priority should be God. Amen. Should be God. I didn't say, now, when I say this, only God, yes, that's our life. It should be only God. But when it comes to the balance of things, the top priority in our life ought to be spiritual things, ought to be God in our life. So in other words, <coughs> it is more important for me to spend time in my Bible, make sure that I'm faithful to the church services, try to tell somebody about the Lord Jesus Christ. That should be number one priority. Is it the only priority? No. That's why you've got to go to work tomorrow, make a living to be able to provide for your family. But the number one priority ought to always be something that's spiritual. Always something that's spiritual. Do you remember Mary and Martha? Remember Mary and Martha? Martha was serving and Mary was sitting at the feet of Jesus. Of course, at one time they both were sitting at the feet of Jesus. Martha gets up to start serving. Martha comes to Jesus, starts complaining. Oh, Jesus, come on, don't you care that Mary's not helping me? What did Jesus say? One thing is needful. And Mary hath chosen the better part. Can I just tell you, if there's only one thing that's needful, what's the one thing? Sitting at the feet of Jesus, hearing his word. 
So can I just tell you, don't forget, when it comes to the balance, man, how do I be a good husband, and how do I be a good, a good wife, and how do I take care, be a good parent, and, and how do I be good, a, a good employee, and, and how do I... I want to tell you how you do them all. You always make the, the number one priority your spiritual, your spiritual side. God take care of most of the, God will take care of everything else if you'll just put that first thing first, and that's him. Number two, <clears throat> no, first of all, keep spiritual things the number one priority. If you're going to have balance in the Christian life, number two, ask God every day for direction. Ask God every day for his direction concerning the balance of things in your life. All right, you know the verse, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not into thine own understanding. Let's say the next one. Ready? Together. In all thy ways, acknowledge him. Hey, if you're going to have balance in your life, then that means tomorrow morning you get up and say, okay, God, you know what the day's going to hold. Would you please lead me in the right, right direction? You have to ask him that on a regular basis. And he says, I promise you, I will direct your path. How am I going to get everything done? I'm going to tell you how you're going to get everything done. Ask God to help you. Proverbs chapter 3 talks about um, how God will give length of days and long life. And he puts them in the same verse, chapter 3, verse number 1, verses 1 and 2. The difference between length of days and long life, how do they end up in the same verse? It's real simple. Long life is how long you live. Length of days is how long the day you're living is going to be. You say, well, there's only 24 hours in a day. Have you ever had a day you felt like you got nothing done? All right. Have you ever felt like you had a day that you looked at your clock and said, where did the hours go? Ever been like that before? Can I just tell you, God can lengthen your day, same 24 hours, but he can allow you to get more done in a day or in an hour than you would have gotten done. You know why? Because God's the one that gives us time. God is the one that allows us to get things done. So how do I balance my life out? It's real simple. Number one, always make spiritual things number one priority. Number two, what do I do? You always get God's direction every day of your life. And God will help you balance things out. We... um. In, on the ministerial side of things, if we can call it that, on the ministerial side of things, in the 70s and 80s, pastors used to get up and say, bless God, you shouldn't, he, they, I'm talking about pastors, national pastors, speaking to uh, people studying for ministry. They would get up and say, I've never taken, never taken a vacation, you don't need a vacation, you need to do, put God first, you need to serve him. And they would go on on how they never had a day off. And, and, and what happened is, in the 70s and 80s, maybe part of the 90s, we had a bunch of young people that came out of Bible colleges that were studying for ministry that thought that that's what they were supposed to do. So what happened is they never took a vacation with their family. They, never took, they didn't really take time off. And it was to the detriment of their home. And so guess what happened? It's exactly what you could expect to happen. They didn't have the heart of their children. Their children went wayward. Some immorality and on and on and on. And so what happened is the pendulum went the other direction. So then it, what, what, what other preachers would do is they would use those people who never took vacation and saw which direction their family went, and they said, now listen, you need to take every Monday off or take a day off every week. You need to take a two-week vacation off every, every year or three-week. <coughs> and went on and on and on on how they need to do that. And I'm going to tell you something. The pendulum has gone the other direction. I am convinced that balance in the Christian life doesn't mean I have to run the pendulum either direction. I can have it right here in the center. In other words, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You put God first, point number one, always make spiritual things a priority. Point number two, ask God's direction, and guess what? He'll direct you in your path to be able to balance your life. Now listen to me tonight. Fellas, you need to take time with your family. You need to. If you're working, have your boys work with you. Uh, I'm not the one that says you have to have a date night every week. 
But there ought to be a time that you and your wife can just be you and your wife. Sometimes, I'm going to say something that's going to shake you. Are you guys ready? Take your wife shopping. I was talking to the uh, place I was preaching yesterday, Monday, Tuesday. I was talking about my wife. <clears throat> my wife, it, it, she, she knows I'm not that kind of person. If I'm going to go shop and I know what I'm going to get, I'm going to go into the store. There's very few places that I like to window shop. All right, so this is not going to happen. I just don't like doing that. All right, there are better things to do in life. But <clears throat> my wife likes to shop, and very thankfully, okay, I, I'll spend money, and she's frugal, all right, so she knows exactly. All right, so when the kids go out to eat, guess who they want to go with? They want to go with me. You can have whatever you want. They go with their mom. You can have something off the dollar menu, all right? <laughs> and by the way, I am so thankful that I have a wife that's frugal. If I take her shopping and say, hey, listen, get whatever you want, she doesn't get whatever she wants. Because you know why? She's going through everything. She'll pull something out. She'll see what the cost is. I said, hey, if you want it, get it. No. And I know what she's doing. Costs too much, all right? So I got a good one, all right? She's, got, she's very frugal. She uses the coupons. She takes care of things. And when I tell her she can spend money, she doesn't. How much better can it be than that? <laughs> but I'm going to just tell you something. It's important, you know, my, I, I, be honest with you, I, I kind of like taking her out shopping. I don't like shopping, but I, I like taking her out shopping. I'm still going to get something done while she's shopping. I'll take my iPad and read, do whatever I want to do. <clears throat> But some of you fellows here, you're getting a little bit out of balance if you're not spending time with your wife. Are you young guys? Listen, right now, you're a go-getter right now at your age. You're trying to, obviously your children are really small. You're trying to make a living. Every once in a while, get a babysitter. Take your wife out. Let her get her sanity back. All right? You keep it up. Your wife's you're going to be married to a bald wife. She'll pull her hair out. All right? So <clears throat> spend time with your wife. When it comes to the children, you need to spend time with your children. Stay balanced in your life. Listen, don't, don't, hey, I, personally, I don't know that we, get, we have this here, but there have been occasions where a person, <coughs> they got out of balance spiritually. In other words, they left their whole family behind. All they did, you know, I'm going to go soul winning. I'm going to be at the church, at the work parties. I'm going to go, and uh, I don't think we necessarily have that now, but there's been occasions where that's happened to a person. They got out of balance. Most of the time, listen, to that, most of the time a person does not get out of balance when it comes to the spiritual side. They get out of balance when it comes to the occupational side, usually. So be careful Fellas, can, I know you heard me say this before, I, I, and I think, you, I think you believe it. You are just a number at work. If you stop making them money, they fire you. Don't be, don't be naive. But they love me. Baloney. They love you because you make them money. Stop making them money and find how much, how much they love you. I hate to tell you this, we got to let you go. There's just a, but I've been here 36 years. I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. That job, we're living in a lost world with lost employment, and all you are is a number. All righty? So don't get so focused, you know, I owe them. I want to tell you who you owe. You owe God. I want to tell you who you owe. You owe that wife that's taking care of those children. That's who you owe. All right? So balance in the Christian life. How do I do that? Number one, make spiritual things a priority. Number two, ask God for direction. Number three. How do you stay balanced in the Christian life? Plan ahead and live by schedule. Plan ahead and live by schedule. All right, church family, I didn't bring my iPad in here. I live digitally by schedule now. I used to use a day timer all the time. I used to carry my day timer everywhere I went. Everything was handwritten. <coughs> I switched going, using a written day timer when I was in Fort Wayne, Indiana, 
somebody busted my window and stole my briefcase. And when I lost my day timer, I thought I lost my brain. That's where, don't say a word, I have a brain, just letting you know. So I switched digitally. I've been in digital all these years now. So every morning when I get up, the first thing I, one of the first things I do, it's my prayer time, but one of the first things I do is I open up my iPad to find out what's my schedule for today and what's the schedule for the week. Am I supposed to meet with somebody? Am I teaching a class? Uh, am I supposed to be somewhere? I want to, just to refresh my mind, my schedule is what causes me to not get out of balance. Now listen, I know you're not pastoring a church, but can I just tell you, as a family, you can talk to your wife and you can plan some things ahead which will cause you to stay balanced. Because I want to tell you what's going to happen. Your week, something is going to fill your week because none of you, most of you, are not the kind of person that's going to sit down and go and do this. I wonder what I'm going to do next. All right? We're not made that way. All right? At least you shouldn't be. You're going to find something to do. So if you don't plan your schedule, you will find something to do. So if you want to stay balanced, plan a date. <coughs> hey, if you're, a child, if you're in school in here, in, in here, don't stand up. Just raise your hand if you're in school. All right? Raise your hand. You're in school. I'm talking elementary, junior high, high school. Hey, the kids that come on a Wednesday night... For the most part, none of them ever have to go to their mother and father and say, are we going to church tonight? They never have to do that. You know why? Because every Wednesday night, it's a given. I'm going to go make sure I'm ready to go. I'm going to make sure that um, whatever I'm going to get done, because tonight I'm going to be in church and the pastor's going to preach for three hours. All right? So we, he, they've got that in their mind. Hey, can I tell you why it's in their mind? Because you've got it on schedule. If you want to stay balanced in your Christian life, put some things on schedule. Hey, there's some of you, you are so heavily convicted about not going soul winning, and you could fix that so easily if you would just schedule a time that does not change on a weekly basis for an hour just to go tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. If you would do that, it would take that weight off. Every time somebody preaches on soul winning, you think to yourself, man, I haven't passed the track out in a month, or I haven't gone soul winning in six months. And, it, and you know, I want to tell you something, that bother would not be there if you would schedule Plan ahead and schedule. That keeps me balanced. Okay, so you sit in a service and you get upset. Or I said the Holy Spirit <coughs> convicts you about something. And then all of a sudden, boy, you just jump in head over heels. And then you get burnt out or tired of. Or, and then you stop again. But if you would just schedule, you can stay balanced in the Christian life. Hey, listen, church family, I'm done. God wants you to be a balanced Christian. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't want you like this. He wants you balanced. In my Christian life, I'm going to have my devotion time. In my Christian life, I'm going to have, I should have exercise. Let's jump off of that one. Okay, over here. In my Christian life, I'm going to have educating where I'm going to have time that I read and study. And other than my devotions, I'm talking about study time. In my life, I'm going to have family time. I'm going to spend time with the children, things that we might do together. Should be in my life some things I do with my wife as far as some time for her. In my life right now for me, I mean, I've got school and college and print shop and church and there's just some other things. But you know what? I can't just let one of these things, it's a... It's a combination of being complete 
that causes me. Now listen, I'm done. All of you have a variety of things in your life. You have to be balanced in those things. You make spiritual things the priority. You ask God's direction as far as what needs to happen. And then you plan and schedule to make it happen. And guess what will happen? <coughs> You'll be a happy Christian because you're balanced. Do things get out of balance every once in a while? Yeah, they do. But just go right back to number one, two, and three. And you can get right back to being balanced. All right. Would you bow your hand and close your eyes tonight?